In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Fellow redeemed, the ongoing truths that we find in the Catechism are seen, if not drawn from the events and words and actions of Jesus during his blessed passion. And it's why the theme throughout these midweek Lenten services is the passion of Christ and the Catechism. As we consider the Catechism this night, specifically, we're going to be looking at the Ten Commandments. Let's first confess together the words of the Ten Commandments. You can find this on page 264 in your hymnals. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Now as his arrest is drawing near, Jesus says to his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So often, our spirits, too, are willing, aren't they? We're willing to read and study God's word, willing to pray, to be faithful Christians and living in love toward God and in love toward our neighbor. Yet where the spirit indeed is willing, the flesh is weak. And so often, because of the sinful flesh, we fail. We start our day, our week, our year with grand resolutions. And then we get distracted. Perhaps we don't even think about it, or maybe it's because we don't care to try. And so what's the matter with us? Why can't we wake and rouse ourselves from a sleep of spiritual death? The reason for this is sin. As we recited the Ten Commandments here moments ago, we're made painfully aware of how much we fail to keep these commandments perfectly. And how we, like the disciples, have fallen again and again into temptation, despite the words and the voice of our Lord. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Now, instead of being watchful and using God's word as our defense, when the tempter comes whispering, using the false promises of the world and the sinful desires of the flesh, we quickly follow his voice by forsaking the voice of our Lord. The voice that is true and right. 
We sinfully rebel against God and abandon His will for our lives. To love Him. To love our neighbor. That is the fulfillment of the law. And yet we sin. And in the face of this sin, repent. Repent and wake up to the truth that the false promises of the world, the sinful desires of the flesh, will only leave you empty, even as it demands more and more of your attention and devotion until it's enslaved you and drags you to hell. Repent, for because of sin, we are deserving of eternal damnation, eternal death. We're deserving to have God destroy us along with the world in the heat of his righteous wrath. And yet in the face of this sin, why should God love us? Why should he rescue us? Why should God keep forgiving us? The answer is not found in yourself or any of your works or deeds. The answer is found in Christ, Jesus. In the human flesh and blood of Jesus, God himself descended from on high to do what you couldn't do. He came to redeem the world. That includes you and me. By keeping the demands of the law, the demands of the commandments, both according to its letter and its spirit. Now, was it easy? Well, by all means, no. We may take it lightly or refuse to truly think about what God went through us, went through for us. But it's not as if Jesus, the Son of God, was wearing a costume of human flesh, that he was just pretending to be a human. No. He didn't create a barrier between his divinity and his humanity, of his flesh, as though it were a mask or dead, unfeeling flesh. He could have, but he didn't. He didn't cut off his nerves in order to protect himself from the sensation, from feeling pain and suffering. He didn't keep at arm's length the temptations of the devil or the world or the sinful flesh. Jesus was truly and fully man, even as he is truly divine. Jesus knew what awaited him as the promised Messiah. He was going to be tempted to break the commandments, to fall into sin by the devil, by acting upon his very real flesh. According to his humanity, the temptation to save himself rather than others had to be incredibly strong. And there were no shortage of events within the days within the day leading up to his crucifixion. At any point he could have abandoned his task to redeem us. 
but that would have ruined all hope. It would have led to our sure condemnation and the triumph of the devil over God. And yet that's precisely the struggle going on in the Garden of Gethsemane, in the heart, mind, and soul of God's Son, Jesus Christ. In addition to the words of Jesus that we read here from St. Matthew, St. Mark writes that Jesus said, My soul is sorrowful, even to death. St. Luke tells us that as he was in agony, he prayed more earnestly. His sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. As he prayed, Jesus surely thought of the pain and the anguish that awaited him upon the cross. He thought about how the world's sin and chastisement for it would have been placed upon him. The suffering that awaited him was greater than any he had experienced and greater than any suffering of any man any man had ever known. The the tempting questions more than likely arose. Why does it have to be this way? Is there another way? And all the people, are they worthy of all that I'm about to offer? Look at my disciples, they follow me, but they don't see or care about my suffering. I tell them to watch and pray, and immediately they fall asleep. Why not abandon all of them as they have abandoned me? Now, in the face of this overwhelming temptation, in the face of this overwhelming pain and agony, it's important to remember that Jesus doesn't sin. He's tempted in every single way that we are, yet without sin. And neither does he abandon his purpose. Jesus continued to go to the cross. He was obedient to his Father. He was faithful in his promise to redeem the world from sin and death. So keeping the law perfectly, he offered himself up to the slaughter of the cross and died, taking our sin and the breaking of the law upon himself as our substitute. And then, three days later, risen from the the dead, he testifies he declared that what he endured upon the cross was accepted by the Father. It was the acceptable sacrifice for you and for me. Fellow redeemed, temptation to sin will surely come, as Jesus says, but God promises to never leave you or forsake you in your time of need. He promises to strengthen you, to comfort you. And this isn't through some weird spiritual signs or personal feelings or emotion. It's through the word of God. 
specifically the word of the gospel. That is, through Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, he has defeated sin and death and the devil, and he has won for you the forgiveness of sins and life. It's through this word of forgiveness and life preached both here in this house and in your homes, that the fallen flesh is strengthened by the one who perfectly kept the Ten Commandments and suffered sin's punishment for you. And it's through this word of forgiveness and life by which God enables you to go forth from this place To live in love toward God. To live in love toward your neighbor. To go forth from here and to care for those in your family. For other brothers and sisters in Christ. Other members in this community. Just as God has cared and continues to care for you to this very day. By the Holy Spirit working on you and in you. Through the word you're able to follow the law completed in Christ for your blessing and the blessing of your neighbor. All this to the glory of God, who through Jesus Christ fulfilled the law for you and for your salvation. Now you may continue to watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation all by God's grace and Spirit, through Jesus Christ, our crucified and risen Lord. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.